This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, getting what you want out of a relationship. See, I knew you would do that. You'd help organize this. That, yes, the first step is awareness, right? Being able to name it. I call it name it, claim it, and tame it. That's, that you want to get three, three, you make it really simple in uh, my language, name it, claim it, tame it. You got to name it first. That's what awareness, the gift of awareness, you know, the ability to be conscious of what we're doing. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everybody. How many times have you complained that your husband takes you for granted? Or maybe your partner always wants to be right? Or your boyfriend drinks too much? You know, these things may be true, and they probably are, but if you keep pointing the finger at the other person in the relationship, which I recently found out, uh, and you don't look at yourself, you will never get what you want out of any relationship. Now, I've been a victim, as I said to you a few seconds ago, of... of uh, relationship finger pointing myself. When I first started to think about creating this podcast, for example, I was really scared and insecure and I, and I would point the finger at my then husband and say, you're not supporting me. You don't even ask me any questions about my podcast. Now, it was true. He didn't ask me one question about my podcast. Um, it's like, you know, being pregnant and you know, people not asking, how are you feeling? Mm. I took it really personally. Mm. But what was happening was... I wasn't looking inside myself and discovering what was going on with me. What I really wanted was for him to say, oh, baby, although he never called me baby. Lynn, let's say Lynn. Lynn, I want to hear all about your podcast. I'm so excited to see you so excited. How can I support you? I would have ripped my clothes off if you said that. But (laughs) I didn't get what I wanted because of many things. One being I was too busy projecting my fear onto my ex-husband and blaming him for not meeting my needs, my needs that I could not articulate. Later, I was much better at, at articulating my needs, but I still didn't get them met. We'll talk about that later. So the question is, how do you get what you want out of a relationship without blaming or projecting your stuff on the other person? And what do we do when we don't project, this is what I want to know, and we still don't get our needs met? Mm. Today's guest is a relationship expert. Thank God. She's going to tell us how we can create the relationship we've always wanted. Time for Lynn's confession. All right. Top three things on my mind today. Number one, since I'm freshly divorced, I have a buttload of examples of relationship fumbles I could use. Number two, second thing on my mind. Uh, I really want to get clear on healing myself so I can truly learn and evolve. Number three, I put in the air conditioning filter incorrectly and nearly broke it a couple of days ago. It curled up and froze half the coils, whatever those are. 
I wish I had a husband that I didn't have to marry. I think that's called a handyman. I wish I had a handyman. Background check. The background check on today's guest. Rachel Levy calls herself a love guru. So you are listening to the right podcast, my relationship-focused listeners. She is an Imago relationship therapist, which is a type of transformational therapy for couples or individuals who want better relationships. She does a lot of things, including help those with addictions and those who want to learn self-love. She has a private practice. She also uh, does her thing at Sacred Space Miami. But self-love, that's a whole other podcast. That, that would be great to talk to her about. But anyway, Rachel, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. So grateful to be here with you, Lynn. so amazing already just sharing with you. <laughs> and I am going to say it is Imago. Oh, Imago. Imago, because we, it's a new thing. Imago is really the image. It's built on an image of oh. what we have with our partner. Imago therapy is the blueprint of why you fell in love with your husband in the first place. I-M-A-G-O. I-M-A-G-O. So is Imago that, relationship therapy. So is that what I said it was, a transformational therapy? Like, what does that mean? Well, really, it's... So Harville Hendricks, who founded the science of Imago relationship therapy, I say, is our modern-day Freud. What Freud was to psychology and our psyche, uh, Harville Hendricks and his wife, Helen Kelly Hunt, uh, is to relationship and develop the whole map of the unconscious of why we fall in love with who we fall in love with. Hmm. We were talking before about this whole theory of projection, and, and, I, and it's going to help answer those, the question that you asked. And that, and that there's this unconscious map that our partner that we fall in love with holds the blueprint to our wholeness by frustrating us and that they're designed to frustrate us and least give us what we need. Isn't that great, everybody? They're designed to frustrate us. So, yeah, I, I hear you, you saying that. that <laughs> right. It's a gift, really, if you guys think about it, when somebody triggers you or your spouse or boyfriend, whoever, partner triggers you or we might say bother yes. um, or makes us upset, but really right. that's a trigger. It's a gift, yes. you're saying, because it allows you shows you what you need to work on yourself exactly well that's the design we have this divine design and so i integrate both the understanding of the imago with the shadow because what you just talked about is the shadow whenever we're triggered we're triggering a part of ourselves that's disowned or that we don't love that's what we call a trigger is a disowned that's what triggers us which we'll get more into understanding so i integrate the those two that wisdom together of of the imago of yes, there is a gift. There's a gift in every part of us. There's a gift in every frustration. And in a relationship, there's a double gift. So what happens is, and what happened for me, you know, people ask me, when did I become a therapist? And I said, when I was eight years old and my first clients were my parents and I was, <laughs> I was an only child and I was between them and I'd run back and forth being the peacemaker in their struggle. And so every couple struggles, every couple struggles. So that's basic fundamental 101. So now that we know what Imago therapy is, as a relationship therapist, what do you find is the most common mistake that couples make? The one that you said, projecting. The one that you said, the blaming. The one that you said about making the other person wrong and making the end. Let's add to that, then not being able to articulate what we need in a way where that need can be met 
because we're too busy being reacting out of our own pain and we can't language what we need because we haven't developed that capacity and that developing that capacity comes from our own self-discovery process which you have revealed that you've been in all these years and even being in that self-discovery process and being in a relationship she's talking about being in therapy for 25 years and still not being fixed that'd be me (laughs) yes that would be all of us that that we're not a car that can be fixed Mm -hmm. and so you know it's like i have a bmw convertible and i found out it has something like 322 sensors you know that's like us is our design you know there's so much for us to 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 embrace or learn or figure out about ourselves and relationships are our laboratory. So the hardest thing to do is live with somebody because they're going to trigger all of our stuff because usually we're going to fall in love with somebody who's the direct opposite of us. And that's the laboratory. But you know what? And that's a good thing. And that's a, that's, that's how it's designed. It doesn't always feel like a good thing, but it's a great design if we're given the tools. So I hear it's just sort of water it down for people who who may be listening going, what? I want a relationship where we're not arguing, where I'm not triggered, where we're peaceful, where, you know, so just to reiterate, just correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is uh, we're designed and it's a good thing to be with somebody who triggers us or pushes that pain button because it gives us an opportunity to look at our pain and heal. Is that what you're saying? Part of what I'm saying, yes, it's exactly part of what I'm saying. I think the part, the other part that mm-hmm. I want to add is that, that how do we look at that? Because then when we go back into blaming or making the other person responsible for our well-being, our happiness, uh, it's like you were saying, uh, oh, baby. I, oh, he wouldn't even say, oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> to be able to say, you know, Lynn, I, ta- I can't believe we're asking you a question and then supporting you in that way. And I always say, you know, the masculine mind basically likes to have manuals and be told exactly, like very simply, basic 101 what okay, to do. Okay, Rachel, I hear you. But um, I want to go back to the projecting in a second. And by the way, for all you single people, keep listening because we're going to talk about you in a minute. But okay, so let's say, I hear what you're saying. Correct. Yes. You give the usually the male, a script, please say this. I would like you to say, um, Lynn, oh my gosh, that's great. Uh, tell me more. Even something basic, like tell me more. Even if you don't, I've said that before. <laughs> even if you don't mean it, tell me how great I look. Or even if you don't mean it, say, that's mm. interesting. But what if you you are articulating that and you still don't get your needs met? Or- you know, I want to be able to relate this also, even if you're not married or living with somebody how do you in relationship be be able to get your needs met like so we're saying how do you do that when you uh ask for what you need Mm -hmm. and it's not comfortable for the other person they're they're not that's not their system they're not set up that way and so first things first we're responsible for giving ourselves what we need and so if that's not in their comfort zone to do that. And that's something that you would have to develop. And since we're not, this is not the show for this. And like you said, we'll come back for another podcast for couples. This is mm-hmm. really not for couples. So I want right. to now kind of move it back over to us individually because there is a way where men, oh, so let me just complete that. Mm-hmm. So in a relationship, it's important to do it together. That's why you develop the skills because it's a different paradigm, Lynn where you can either live in the individual paradigm where we're working on ourselves 
Or you can live in the relational paradigm mm. where we're working together. But that takes two. Yes. However, what I've discovered is that the other person, because it's, it's a, my teacher calls it the schlepper and the schleppy, mm-hmm. you know, Haiti Schleppers. She's, she says, you know, when coming into coaching or coming into therapy, there's usually the one that's going to drag the other because they don't want to go. Amen. So true. <laughs> and it's going to usually be the feminine that does it. Now, the feminine does not always come in the feminine body. Yeah. Just so we know that. Right. Because even in a same sex relationship, there's always a feminine right. and a masculine. Mm-hmm. It's just the design. So it's usually the feminine that's going to say, calm, because they're the feelers, they're mm-hmm. the empaths, they're the, the connectors, they're the one that wants to go deeper, you know, so they're going to do the, the dragging, the dragging right. <laughs> until it can be an invitation. Cause this is a very important thing to know. All conscious work can only be done by invitation, not by force and not mm-hmm. by demand. So true. And so how do we become an invitation? Now that's, that's a practice. How do we become an invitation instead of a criticism, a blame, a demand, a make wrong, so that we become inviting? So it becomes like, would you please come with me? Because I know I need it. I want to be a better lover to you, or I want to be able to get you. I want you to say what I want you to say. That would be not an invitation, right? I want you to be the man. I want you to, I want you to change, and I want you to be right. different because you're the asshole. Right. I no, I'm right. I'm working on myself, and and you're just the stupid idiot that can't get it. I'm right. giving it to you in in manual terms. Right? Why can't you just read the script? And so what you're saying right there, I mean, it was actually beautifully packaged. I've been like that before. I can I have packaged. I've said the right words, but underneath there's blame. Exactly. So you're still blaming. Exactly. So if you're still blaming and you're still projecting, you're going nowhere. Exactly, Lynn. So actually, it's an energy. So love is an energy. Love heals, love connects, love invites, love the sacred space that that I hold and teach is where the relationship lives, is what's between us right now, where we're connected. That is a field. It's the roomy field, that field of love. You can feel it. We all have a bullshit meter inside of us. We do. We have an integrity meter. We know. We know where someone's coming from. We can feel it, even if we may not be able to articulate it. We don't have a name for it because we haven't become sophisticated psychologically, emotionally, relationally. What do you mean we all have a bullshit meter? We know when something's bullshit? We know. Yeah, of course. We know. Yeah. We know. When- oh, I see what you're saying. So, <laughs> so he would know when I'm giving. He knows, yeah, he does he know. Knows, he but knows. he doesn't know he knows. But he, he just gets know mad. He, knows he gets he's mad. Reacting right, to right. your reaction right. because when you're being reactive mm-hmm. and you're just containing it and packaging it really mm-hmm. nice with a bow and delivering it is really. It really smells like shit. It's you manipulative. Know? It's manipulative. My best dear friend, Debbie Ford, who wrote all the books on the shadow, the shadow process, which I highly recommend. She would call that chocolate poop Sunday. You know, you're giving somebody the whipped cream, the, ch- the cherry, the whipped cream, the ice cream, but it's on top of poop. And so if it's on top of poop, it's still going to smell and you're going to still get that. And the poop everybody is projecting and blaming. So <laughs> so let's go back to, because yes. I'm, I'm worried that this is going to go over everybody's head. But you know what? Maybe you guys are it, getting it. I think they're getting Maybe it. I'm worried it's going over my head. Is it okay. going over your head? So you bring it down. So help me bring it okay, down. Okay, so so just to reiterate, yes. like we're in class. Class. So, you know, and what you're doing, just, just so you know, and this is the practice that I teach, it's called mirroring. It's reflecting. So you're going to reflect back what you're hearing me say. Correct. Yes. Just to mirror you and go over what you just said. The first yes. thing we need to do, 
to have a better relationship really with anybody, but we'll just talk about couples for a second, um, is I think we forgot to talk about, we need to be aware that we're projecting. So I can't tell you, I can't tell everybody stop projecting or even myself when I don't even know, I'm not even aware that I'm projecting. So number one, be aware that we're projecting and blaming number one. Exactly. And number two, articulate your needs I would like, now this is a really, number two is a really I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna dangerous get you, I'm going to get you before the number two. Okay. Because you add it in and it's perfect. See, I knew you would do that. You would help organize this. That, yes, the first step is awareness, right? Being able to name it. I call it name it, claim it, and tame it. Those, that's that you want to get three, three you make it really simple in uh, my language name it claim it tame it you got to name it first that's what awareness the gift of awareness you know the ability to be conscious of what we're doing now you're talking about projection like everybody knows what projection is Lynn but maybe not everybody knows what projection is so projection let's just define what projection but let's is let's give an example okay so uh I was driving this morning and somebody was honking at me really loud for a really long time. Now, I guarantee you what he was thinking is, you stupid idiot, right? Because that level of energy that was coming at me, he was somehow coming from some angry projection Mm -hmm. with all that energy. Well, really, by him doing that, he really looked like the stupid idiot. So he's projecting a part of himself onto me. So... So we do that all the time. Take a part of ourselves. We point the finger, like you said, we point it out there and we say, you're that. You're the fill in the blank. You know, we can't stand it when somebody, he's, you know, like when I was being a stupid idiot, I was like in his way. And that's what he was calling a stupid idiot. I'm saying that. Whatever part of us that we can't be with, we put it out there. We project it. It's a, it's, it's a defense mechanism of the ego. And we all do it. We don't want to be the things that we consider bad, and we don't think we are a lot of the things that we see as the light and good. Like People project their light onto you all the time. I'm sure you're so amazing because you're out there and people's worst fears to public speak, they would first die, let alone you know, be put themselves fully out there and to be authentic. But projection, it, the goal of us is, is to love all the parts of ourselves. What we do is we disown all the different aspects of ourselves that have been made wrong in some way or another growing up. And so for me, I couldn't be slow, you know, because my father, you know, was like, had a very quick mind, a very, it was impatient and he was, he could go from zero to 60 from, from love to hate, like rage in like a second. So he could lose it on me in a second. So I, I be, I, I, would be fast and there's a gift in that, right? So I'm very resourceful. I'm very fast. I'm very quick. But then I also would then, I became klutzy because Mm -hmm. by being so fast, I would bump into things or I'd knock things over, you know, because that was, I was moving so fast and it was also painful for me Mm -hmm. because I couldn't be slow. And so, you know, so there, that was a trigger point for me. So embracing that it was safe for me to be slow or to slow down has been a disowned part of me. So guess what? I attracted people that are slow. And so I'd be surrounded with people that are slow and, that would trigger and you. do things slow. 
And then I would be impatient with them mm. and I would be short with them. And so that's what we do. You know, we, we are quick. Our reactivity, what we call trigger, what we want to be aware of is our triggers. That's the, what we say when there are three, when they're, you're pointing your finger, mm-hmm. that's the gun. Mm-hmm. When you're pointing your finger at somebody and ready to pull that gun because you have a charge and you want to shoot them, there's three fingers pointing back at you because that's the divine design saying, I, me, my, look at yourself. You know, where are you that? But we don't do that. So... I, yes, so then I would, so we have to look and see, that would be the second step. What we want to look and see, where are we triggered? And that becomes our point of self-discovery. Right, so I love the finger-pointing um, example because I always try to remember the, the the finger is the blame, the projection, you idiot, get you, out of my way, of my I'm way. late. yes. On, and then the three fingers back at you is, okay, yeah. what's under that for me? Yes. What's under that for me? Maybe yes. that guy who was honking at yes. you was, a, I mean, to me, that's a simple example. It has nothing to do with relationships, yeah. although you two had a relationship on the road. Yeah. But whenever, I never use my horn, but the few times I do, or I'll say something under my breath, like, oh my God, you idiot. And then I will ask myself, what's underneath that for me? Oh, I got scared. Oh, I got scared. Or, oh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be late for work. Or, oh, okay, all right. It has to do with me. It has nothing to do with that person. That person just triggered me or pushed my button, my pain button. So and that, that's the same thing in any relationship you're saying. In every relationship. But that amazing, ingenious process that you developed because you've been on the path of self-discovery is that you know to do that. You know to look there and ask those questions. It's called inquiry, going within. If I don't go within, I go without. If I don't go within, I go without the love that I need. So I go within for the love that I need, and the love that I need is understanding. I give the empathy of understanding to myself, and I ask the questions, those important questions. What's going on with me? I love that. What's underneath that blame? Now look, there's also the thumb that's pointing up. That's connecting us to our higher self. So we have our lower self. We do the finger pointing. Your finger's pointing out blaming. You Mm -hmm. have your lower self that you go within, and you have your thumb pointing up. So your connection, your connection to your higher self, your connection to your inquiry self, and that whole loop is, we could say, is the divine design of taking us into a real action step and practice of what we do when we're triggered, because that was your question when you, you sent me what kind of, what was the topic? How do we own? Wasn't that the second part of part of this mm-hmm. topic? Mm-hmm. Is how do we own our uh, What how do we own or what we put out there or what we project? How do right. we own what we take project? How do we take ownership of our projections? Mm-hmm. So. The first step, like you said, is awareness. We have to, well, how do we become aware that we're in projection? Well, the first step is we have to acknowledge when, when we're triggered. And that means when we're, when, when we're affected. So this is the Ken Wilbur, who's been a big teacher in the field of consciousness's distinction of projection. It's a very simple distinction. How do I know when I'm in projection? 
It's the well, di- you say you a million times. That's how I <laughs> that, know. Exactly. You, you, you. Right. You, you, you. But it could also be you. You're so amazing. You're so wonderful. You're so great. That's we're projecting our light. So we think we're only in projection when we're direct mm, to projecting point. our dark. But we're also in projection when we're projecting our, our light because we want to own every part of ourselves. Right. So projection, and this is, was the great, brilliant teaching of Debbie Ford, is knowing the difference between projecting our dark and our light shadow. And so the difference of understanding what our projection is is when we're informed by somebody else like you're so amazing and i'm amazing too like we i connect with that or or Mm. you're talented and i'm talented too or you're whatever and we can say and i am too we're just informed by that then it's not a projection we're neutral we're connected we're right is it bad to project positively it isn't bad i don't say it's bad is <laughs> it's, it's we do we project so let's just say is, is projection bad no projection is exactly what it's meant to be it's a defense mechanism of our ego so you're just saying you're just giving that as an example there's positive and negative projection so we're aware of projection itself so we're aware of projection itself so we could be response able mm-hmm. able to respond to our projection and take back our projection to take back our darkness and to take back our light. And how do we do that? By saying, I, 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 own we it? We do it first by realizing that we're projecting it outwards, that we don't mm-hmm. think we have it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a stupid idiot. I'm not slow. I'm not lazy. I'm not messy or whatever the negative is, or I'm not, I'm not an idiot like him, or I'm not insensitive, or I'm not inconsiderate, or, you know, whatever we say, we're not that. We have to look and say, well, where am I that? Because, yes, there is a gift in every part of ourselves. Well, when you say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's defensive. You're denying. You're right. in denial of who you are. Because if we are everything, and if our journey, if our goal is to be whole, then our goal is to reclaim every part of ourselves. But how can I do that? I don't even know what I've disowned. So that's the gift of our triggers. That is to realize what we don't own in ourselves so we could reclaim it. We could find, and the only, so that's the brilliance of the process is by becoming aware of our trigger and knowing that there is a gift in everything. And I'm so glad that you offer that to everyone because it's great advice, Lynn, to know that there is a gift in every part of ourselves and there's a gift in every part of us, our, ourselves that we project. So if we do the work, to bring awareness to when we're triggered, when we're affected and not informed, when we have some kind of charge going on and we go and we name it, what am I charged? What is that? Not only what's underneath that, but what is that? And then we can go, well, where am I that? And we can seek to own it. Then we can just seek to find out what the gift is in that part of ourselves. And that is what gets broken down in the relationship, in all our relationships, because we will attract, even in our best friends, we will attract people that are usually different than us or opposite than us in certain, and our need to develop that stretching and growth. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So I feel like we're getting eat, pray, love here. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, maybe my head's spinning. Okay. So number one, we need awareness that we're projecting and that we're blaming. A good clue is when we say you a lot, because sometimes (laughs) I don't even know I'm projecting and I'm like, Oh, that's all. Those are a lot of yous, Lynn. Okay. So number one, be aware that we're projecting or blaming. Can you believe she did that? Okay. That's projection. Number two, we ask ourselves what's coming up for me because I'm projecting 
or blaming or triggered. Where am I in that? And work on yourself. Come For, back to yourself. Come back to yourself. For example, um, I have a good friend who's, um, you know, beautiful. She's like a model. She's great fashion sense. I've known her for a hundred years and we're kind of opposite. I really don't know why we're friends, but we really, we connect. (laughs) But yet sometimes she'll say things. She, she just does. She says things that, um, you know, are you wearing those again? Or, um, you look like you lost weight. And there's always a, when you look like you lost weight, um, there's, I'm sensing always like a little bit of like, hello, you need 15 more, Lynn. And so it, mm. it triggers me. And so I could go to my other friend and say, Oh my God, can you believe it? She said to me, Oh my gosh, and she is so anorexic. And I've done that. I've done that. But now I'm aware that I want to blame her and say, God, how could she have that tone? I'm aware that I'm triggered. And I ask myself, what's coming up for me? Well, I already know it's coming up for me. I don't like myself. I think I need to lose 15 pounds. Well, I want to actually like myself. So am I going to do something about it or am I going to accept myself? So I'm working on that. And then I ask myself, is this person, do I want this relationship? Yeah. So is that the, what is the third step in? Uh, Because yeah, you can work on yourself and be aware of yourself. Yes, you want that relationship. You want that relationship because what a perfect mirror to shame you. You know, that she, she speaks to your shame in a sense, but you also love her and you're attracted to her and she doesn't know that she's poking at your wound. Right. She's not conscious that she's poking at her wound because she has that wound as well because that's been done to her. Uh, gazillion times models. Because you can't project what you... It's a wound that you're both plugged into. You already have. When you're energetically plugged in with each other, Mm -hmm. it's because you both have it or else you both wouldn't plug into it. Mm -hmm. One of you would be Mm -hmm. neutral. You would just be like, ah. So what I hear you saying is there's no way you can be triggered without having that wound in yourself. There's no way you can project without having that wound in yourself. Exactly. And you wouldn't even call it forth. You know, because if you were totally at peace with those 15 pounds and you were, you didn't have shame about it and you just loved your curvaceous, lovely, beautiful, gorgeous self and you said, this is, this is my body, then you'd be able to say, are you kidding me? Right. My voluptuous self, <laughs> you and I are different flowers, you know, right, I and I am not comparing myself to you and you would be able to ha- reflect her back so beautifully that you would do it so lovingly that she would would grow. Well, I actually have another friend who is so confident and in my judgment sometimes I'm like, I'm too confident, too whatever, but that's my own projection. I own that. But I I always look at her sometimes and go, God, I want a piece of that because she would say to me, I remember one time this is the funniest thing. Yeah. She said um so some guy didn't call her back or okay. didn't go out with her or something. And and she said, uh, I said, oh, my gosh, w- what happened? And she said, oh, he didn't want this. I mean, all of this. And she wasn't kidding. Like she was doing this motion with her hands from head all to toe. Of this. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I want to be that. I, You know, she was modeling. Oh, I just got the self-love and confidence. Yes. And she wasn't kidding. It wasn't like a no, joke. No, it was like, for real. Right. And it was for real from a really, you felt it. And what did it yeah. feel like to you? Uh, foreign and it felt, um, <laughs> well, like, I mean, total self-love. There's no self-love. Yeah. So, so, so I want to just say something about that. Mm-hmm. This is really beautiful that, that there were two responses to it that you had. See so your integrity meter got that it was self-love. 
Oh yeah, right away. We totally got that it wasn't coming from an ego place and that confident kind of overcompensating arrogant place. There's a right. difference. Which is insecurity. Which is insecurity. No, she was not insecure at all. She wasn't insecure at all. You know, whereas your model friend is poking at your wound because she has her own because it's been poked at so much in her, her weight, because that's what models have to deal with their whole life is being poked yeah. at about she's their not weight. A, she's not a model now, but yeah, yeah it but, doesn't matter. I'm just she's saying that all, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't even matter. Right. I'm just saying, I hear what you're saying that that poking comes mm. from the wound. Whereas we get the difference when someone's coming from a place of love or self love, it's a totally different energy. And yes, did it trigger something in you was like, wow, that's confident because that's the part of you that feels shame for being that bold. Right, for sure. For you know, it's like that Marianne Williamson. You know, the, the Marianne Williamson. Who are you? It's not your darkness that you're most afraid of. It's yes, your light. Who are right. you not to be? You know, you're powerful beyond measure. Who are you not to be talented, br- right. brilliant, fabulous? It's that. Yeah. And that you got that from her. She was modeling it to you. This all this. What he doesn't want all this. And that's what we aspire to. Yeah. Right. No, she's a good role model. So, but I feel like. You know, friend relationships, it's like, okay, I give them more leeway. But if you're having a intimate, I guess all relationships They're can be intimate, intimate sacred. Um, it's one you're not having sex. Up. I'm sorry. I seem to tolerate more, and I think I know my friends do too, in um, sexual relationships, I guess. So when do you know... Well, that's just where we're more vulnerable in, is in their sexual relationships. It goes mm-hmm. deeper into our core wounds and into our, deeper into our core history. And we will always attract partners repetitively. It's been proven. You know, we, we keep repeating the same patterns. How, how we do we keep getting rid of a part- repeating the same pattern? She's taking a sip of her rose tea. <laughs> Let me think about that. That's a whole nother podcast. I feel like this is all over the place. Is this helping anybody? God, I hope so. How do we stop repeating? I think I already know the answer, but how do we stop repeating the same pattern, attracting the same guy or the same partner? And because you have the same issue, issues. That's right. And so we keep, we keep on our path because we keep on our path of self-love because the more... So there's this great teaching by David Hawkins, who re- who passed a few years ago, and he did the maps of consciousness and, um, and the vibrational frequencies of our emotional map. And he, he developed the, this map of the lowest vibrational frequency is shame, let's say, and the highest vibrational frequency is enlightenment. And there's the courage line in the middle. And so the courage line is the place of affirmation of I am. That's just the courage line. That's just the middle point. Everything underneath that vibrationally is is on a lower vibration of, of called force. And then there's the power. And this is from his book, um, Power Force, Power Versus Force. And so, which is a lot to learn, but we attract vibrationally. 
That's when I talked to you about the Imago relationship right. therapy. We attract vibrationally. So what we want to do is raise our vibe, right? Raise our vibration. And so we want to raise our vibration out of shame and guilt because those are the two slow vi- lowest vibrations on the map of consciousness. And if what we're attracting in a partner is from our map of consciousness because they hold the blueprint, then what we need to do is really work with our own consciousness and our own vibration emotionally so work on your shame and guilt that's right you'll raise your vibration and attract something different you can say i am all you want and all these great affirmations but if we don't work on our shame and guilt go to the basement if we don't go into the basement and heal and keep healing that's why therapy coaching there's just there's so much now there's so much available for healing i mean it's just there's a plethora i mean it's just endless all the all the work there is Uh, um, emotional freedom technique the tapping there's all kinds of ways to work with our our shame and guilt and to bring understanding to ourselves so that we can figure ourselves out and we can work through what we don't understand, which baffles us. Thank you so much, Rachel. If you want to get in touch with Rachel Levy, she is in Miami. Her phone number is 305-761-1775. We'll have her number, by the way, on uh, my website. Or you can email her at lovecoachrachel.com at me.com lovecoachrachel at me.com or you can also reach her at rachel at the sacred space miami.com rachel at the sacred space miami.com a reminder to everybody submit your questions on advice for life with lynn.com and while you're there sign up for my free email you'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.